We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Covers college football for ESPN. You'll see him on college game day. Live from Jackson, Mississippi this weekend, it's Pete Thamel making the big interview. Award-winning writers, athletes, coaches, the biggest names in sports. It's the Gary Parish Show Big Interview on 92.9 FM ESPN. So, Pete Thamel, all you had to do was put the words Deion Sanders in Memphis into the same sentence verbally, and now every radio show in Memphis is talking about the possibility. Uh, Jeff Calkins even has a column at the Daily Memphian on this topic. Did you know what you were doing when you put those words in the same sentence? Well, I, I didn't. And first of all, I should say that uh, out of respect for Ryan Silverfield, who I know and like, I feel badly that this thing has uh, this thing has spiraled downhill in a very uh, in a very quintessentially Memphis way. So, um, yes, but I. I will say this, as as I theorized it and sort of uh, shopped it around uh, as an idea to people, there was not a lot of people who were like, no way. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, oh, you know, in theory that could work. Now, let's be clear, I hope Ryan Silverfield wins four straight to close the season, has a nice season. He's done a nice job. Uh, he's done a nice job there. So I, I don't want to uh, – I don't want to look like a like – a, like a coach and carousel vulture or, or, or come off as such because it was a just a – passing how about that sort of remark in the podcast more than uh more than it was uh more than it was anything you know that's 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 deep and uh deep and detailed so i just want to be want to be very clear about that it was it was a theoretical uh using area i would say more than uh more than more than anything else it was a you know where would dion fit well, Memphis. It, it certainly, if you look at the, you know the basketball experiment they've they, they've done, uh, you know, it seemingly would be a place that would that would that would roll the dice like that. No, it's it's interesting when you get to a place, and this happens to me sometimes, where you're on a podcast with your friends, and you're you're, you're just sort of talking. You know, you don't you don't go over the line and say things you wouldn't want people to hear out loud because, like, you know that people are going to listen to this, but you're kind of just talking, and then. It gets cut up and put into a headline, and next thing you know, it's like an actual news story in in certain markets. And so that that is obvious. I knew that is what happened here um, uh, with you. Still, it's an it's an interesting conversation. Uh, let's talk about Dion specifically, though, for a second. Take Memphis, set it over here. Um, it's a guy that had won a SWAC title last season. He's undefeated this season. He, I think took the Jackson State job, and people wondered whether this would go well um, because he had never, you know, coached at any sort of notable level. It is obviously going brilliantly, and it does have him as a candidate for totally, you know, a, a legitimate candidate for real 
big jobs, at least in theory. Are you surprised at how well this is going for Dion at Jackson State? So it's hard for me to, to, to judge that, Gary, I guess, if only because, like, I just don't have a, a, a real realm of experience in the FCS and, and at HBCUs, right? I just don't, I don't have a great sense of what works and how it could work. Um, obviously, like, the, the notion of Dion recruiting – um, with his persona and with his personality and, and, you know, being one of the more famous, generally famous American athletes, right? Like, that, it's not shocking that, that he's been able to get players there. Obviously, Travis Hunter hasn't even played that much this year, who was the number one recruit in the country uh, in all of football last year. He's got to turn down Florida State on signing day, wherever I thought he was going to go, to go there. That was certainly a, that was a wow moment, right? You, you've done this a long time like I have, Gary. You're shocked. A lot anymore. That was that was shocking that that, that, that Travis Hunter pulled the uh, pulled the trigger on uh, on that deal. So I, I would say this: he's only been a coach in college for three years. So when when you when you dial in on that, you have to say like, well, that's he's doing really well for that short period of time. Uh, his staff, you know, in, in sort of researching before uh, before I came down. Uh, I'm in McGee, Mississippi, by the way, Gary. Be oh. happy to, uh, you'd be happy to know that I'm driving to Hattiesburg. I was just, uh, I just think I conducted the first big interview in a Circle K in McGee, Mississippi, <laughs> while buying a Propel. So I, I, like that. I've made the drive to to Hattiesburg myself. Did you fly into Memphis or Jackson? Uh, Jackson. Of course. Yeah, so I just landed in just landed in Jackson. There's a good Thursday night game uh, on ESPN two uh, tonight. Uh, it is uh, Louisiana and Southern Miss. So I thought I'd. Thought I'd, thought I'd jump down the jump down the road and uh, see a little Thursday night football. So uh, so here I am. But in, in flying to Jackson, and looking like Dennis Thurman is Jackson State's defensive coordinator. I mean, he was an NFL defensive coordinator for uh, you know for ten years. Uh, he was at USC. Like he's a you know he's Tim Brewster is the tight ends coach. I'm sure you covered Tim Brewster somewhere at some point. He was at Minnesota as the head coach. He was Texas's recruiting coordinator early in Mac Brown's days. He was at Florida last year as their tight ends coach. Like he has a good staff. You know, like they, it's just not. You know, he, but that that is that is the skill set, right? Like you have to put together a staff that can help you win. They can help you win games. So I, I think he's he's shown that, and uh, you know, he's shown he can draw attention to a school. And and the the notion of putting linking him with Memphis is because obviously there's the corollary with Penny, um, and you know it's a parallel scenario. But it's also too. I mean, Memphis is a place that's aspirational, right? Like it, I mean. How many hours have you spent on this program talking about, you know, the, the school getting itself ready for its moment, you know, for the, you know, Big 12 or uh, or some other iteration of conference realignment, right? And somebody somebody like him hits and, you know, could it could really elevate Memphis football, which quite frankly has been really well elevated uh, under uh, under Justin Fuente and, and under Mike Norvell. And Ryan Silverfield has done a really nice job. So. It's uh, it's a you know, it's it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting theory, but I've been impressed with with, with Deion Sanders. I'm looking forward to seeing it up close here. Uh, you know, spending the day there Friday, and you know, going to practice tomorrow, and uh, you know, just seeing the seeing the scene um, that, that it is. You know, that it, that is around Jackson State. Talking to Pete Thamel from ESPN, he'll be on College Game Day this weekend. Uh, College Day Game Day going to Jackson, Mississippi, for the first time. Uh, Jackson State obviously hosting that big event. Um, I won't pretend to have a grasp for the coaching carousel in college football as well as you do, but my instincts tell me that Deion Sanders, even if he were interested in the Memphis job and it were open, 
could probably land a job better than the Memphis job, which would be the best explanation for why he wouldn't be a future uh, Memphis football coach. Is that a fair assessment that that uh, if Deion Sanders keeps winning at this level and uh, impacting that athletic department at the level at which he's impacting it, somebody at the Power Five level, in other words, a bigger job than Memphis, will actually pursue him? It's a good question. People have been impressed. I believe Arkansas interviewed him, TCU interviewed him, um, you know, the, the past couple of years. But there's, there's, you'd have to be taking, you know, you used to have to take a leap on a guy who's been a head coach for three years, who's never been at your level, right? He's never managed a program at your level. Um, he's never been in the spotlight at that level. I, I think he'd be an easy guy to be intrigued with, but a hard guy for a president to pull the trigger on, um, you know, at the power five level. That's my read right now. Now, but they could go win the FCS national championship, and that could change. Um, there, you know, there are one or two FCS coaches who, who make the leap every year. But I mean, those guys are like Chris Kleiman won multiple national championships, and he got Kansas State. Craig Bull won multiple national championships and got Wyoming. Um, so that path is not. I think we lost Pete briefly. Pete, oh, Pete, we got yeah, you back. Do you have me, Gary? Yeah, yeah we got sorry, you now. So, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. So I, I said that path from the FCS is not as as linear as as it may seem, um, and you know, in the carousel. So I I would think he'd need another year or two before he gets a Power Five job. Talking to Pete Thamel from ESPN. Elsewhere around the country, uh, Texas A&M has had to suspend, or at least did suspend. Uh, three players indefinitely. Uh, this is obviously not going well for Jimbo Fisher after he had a, an eventful offseason with a back and forth with Nick Saban. Um, are, are we at a point where people are starting to wonder whether, even though he's got the long-term lucrative contract, whether he's the long-term answer there? I don't think so. I don't think so. In fact, you know, for making some calls around there this week, uh, I think he is unequivocally supported. I mean, it's like $86 million, Gary. I know we, we, get, we deal in funny money in college athletics all the time, but it, it is a preposterous, untenable amount of money. Um, I think people are anxious to see him being willing to change and seeing him willing to make. He needs to have, like, a Brian Kelly mid-career reboot this year. Um, at at A and M, and I think that will give them uh, that will give them hope going forward. I mean, they just extended him last year, so um, yeah, I, I think that you know they really have to take take a wholesale look at that how that program is run soup to nuts. Uh, I'd expect a, a sizable staff changes to come there um, in in the way they do things because if you just it's the definition of insanity if you keep doing things over and over, but. The, the fascinating paradox there is that Jimbo Fisher's offense for for years has always been intricate, difficult to master, hard for freshmen to pick up and get on the field right away. And it's paired with a NIL mechanism to give them the best freshmen who should athletically be ready to play right away. So I think there needs to be some marriage uh, and evolution of that. Um, now, do they go crazy tempo? How do, You know, what – and I think there's going to end up being a play caller or an offensive coordinator. I just think there's going to be some things that, you know, maybe should have been done a while ago that all of a sudden losing lays bare. So um, Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher is completely safe there, uh, but the, there will be change. Um, interesting headline out of Iowa where Kirk Ferentz, longtime Iowa coach, um, 
publicly criticized a reporter who more or less just questioned uh, his decision to to keep his son, Brian Ferencz, as the offensive coordinator, despite the, the fact that the Hawkeyes are one of the um, worst offenses in, in Power 5 of football. Now, what do you make of that awkward situation? It's, it's, it's difficult for any head coach when your offensive coordinator is struggling. It, it must be next-level stuff when the guy also doubles as your, as your son. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly been, uh, you know, one of the more interesting stories. Now, I always try not to be, you do this long enough, like you and I have, Gary, like, you try not to be a prisoner of the moment. Like, Iowa played for the conference title last year, right? right? So, like, it's, it's not as if, you know, this has been, they've never had great off, like, they're never going to have Texas Tech numbers on offense. Or, you know, they're never going to be the Kansas City Chiefs with the way they play complimentary football running the ball, it's all, you know, walk-ons who are former wrestlers who gain 100 pounds and become All-American left tackles and tight ends and all that stuff, right? Like the Iowa the Iowa mad lives. Um, but I do think Kirk Ferentz, I would say, you know, in the years I've been doing this, has been one of the generally more pleasant coaches to deal with. Like, he's very neighborly. He's a nice enough guy. And um, I, I thought, like, boy, kind of Kirk cracked a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I to me, I took that exchange as – uh, a little window in some of the pressures um, that are just surrounding surrounding that situation. But he's another guy who's guaranteed through twenty twenty nine, I believe, and uh, you know isn't isn't going anywhere. But I, you know, I'd also be surprised if there were changes. Wrapping up here with Pete Thamel from ESPN. You'll see him on College Game Day this weekend, Saturday morning live from Jackson State University. Last thing before I let you go: six o'clock Central in primetime on ESPN Saturday night. Number 19, Kentucky at number three, Tennessee. The Vols are 7-0 and under Josh Heupel. From what you've seen, I guess the number beside Tennessee's name suggests that, yes, they are a true national title contender. But can you envision a scenario where, you know, Tennessee, you know, wins the East and is in the uh, college football playoff or even loses to Georgia, doesn't play in the SEC title game, but still makes the college football playoff? Yeah, I think Tennessee's really good, Gary. Uh, we were there twice for game, for game day this year, and I have a story, like a blatant promotional tease. I have a story coming out next week where I've talked to, in the last week and a half, uh, 15 coaches who played Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama. And I won't spoil it, but, like, I, I probably going into that story didn't think Tennessee had much of a chance in Athens next week where college game day probably will be. And boy, do coaches think they have a really good chance against Georgia. Like, like way more optimistic about them matchup wise because of where Tennessee strengths are and Georgia's weaknesses are. I was, I was pretty stunned. Uh, now that said, that style of offense, if, if it's off a tick, you know, they, could they lose to Kentucky on Saturday? Sure. Are they this infallible juggernaut? No, I think the, the lesson of this college football season through week eight or nine or wherever we are, Gary, is that Alabama and Georgia for three or four years had probably pushed the, the goalposts away from the rest of the field in college football. They had, they had just established themselves as discernibly better. And I feel like now one to six, there's a little bit more of a muddle in the sport than there has been in the past three or four years. And Tennessee is right in the thicket of that muddle. And uh, that is good. Uh, can I ask you a question, Gary? Of course you can. Have you ever been to a game at Jackson State? I'm kind of excited. I have been to Jackson, Mississippi many times. I've never been to a yep. game at Jackson State, though I have been to a Jackson State game at the Southern Heritage Classic here at uh, 
what is now known as Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. So I've been to a Jackson State game, covered Jackson State games, but never in Jackson, Mississippi. It should be quite a scene. Yeah, no, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited. I, it, I thought you may have, uh, being in this footprint for a while, you may have... Uh, you may have sauntered down there. No, so, never. Uh, but but I will tell you, and this is one of the great things you guys do, and I know you're not making the decision on it, but you'll be a big part yeah, of it. I sure am not. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's super cool to, like, see you guys going to, to Jackson, Mississippi. Like, you know, yeah. it, it's always, it always looks great on TV, whether it's Alabama or Georgia or Ohio State. But, man, when you go somewhere you've never been and, and to a place uh, – that, that couldn't have ever reasonably expected for you to visit, it, that, that, that's a real – like there will be people who are at this thing on Saturday morning who will remember it for the rest of their lives. And so that's going to be a cool thing for you to be a part of. Yeah. No, obviously I've done this for like seven weeks now or whatever, right. so I can't really claim any grand breadth of knowledge. But the coolest shows so far were, were Boone for App State and Kansas. Um because it was just like, there was just like this energy there where you're just like, wow, you know, like this is, you know, this is something. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm fired up uh, for the Boombox Classic, Gary. I can't wait to watch you on Saturday morning. I'm so happy for you, brother. I appreciate you being here. Enjoy your drive through Mississippi, and I'll catch up with you soon. Hey, thanks, Gary. Appreciate you, bud. All right, I'll see you. That's Pete Thamel from ESPN College Game Day, live from Jackson, Mississippi. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.